Wow, wow, wow. We are back with another episode of the Grip Tape Podcast. Hello or welcome back. If you're not new and you're a loyal Grip Tape listener, we appreciate you greatly. Grip Tape is the only space that allows you the opportunity to take charge of their own learning, the funding to pursue that learning, and a champion to encourage them along the way. I am your host, Alicia Janae, or AJ, or Alicia, whatever flows or floats your boat. Okay, there we go. Whatever floats your boat, we'll go with that. Um, we're back with another episode, of course, as always. Um, and this one, we have the opportunity to talk to one of the very first grip tape challengers. Like, he made history. Little does he know. Um, Ethan is our guest of the day um, and I got to chat with him all about being one of the first challengers what he did his challenge on um, and it wasn't a small subject it was something so surprising so rare that you would think you know you go to school get a bunch of degrees to do but nope when you have the power to take charge of your own learning you really can do anything um, and that's exactly what he did. So I'm so excited for this interview, as I always am for every single episode. I know you're tired of me saying it, but like, it's true. Um, <laughs> uh, I really just enjoy talking with him and learning his perspective and how his challenge actually helped him decide his major for college and everything that's going on in his life. So if you're interested to hear one of the very first Grip Tape challenges and what Grip Tape was when it first started, and the things that happened and how he went about his challenge, then be sure to keep listening. And don't forget to leave us a five-star rating, subscribe to this podcast, share with your friends and family, and then follow us on Instagram, okay? All the information that you need is in the show notes or the description of this podcast. Thank you. So I guess you can start by telling me about yourself and how you got connected with Grip Tape. Yeah, so uh, right now I'm a sophomore computer science major at Drexel University, um, and I started out, I was in the Wilmington Children's course way back when, uh, when uh, Grip Tape was kind of just like first starting out, and that was one of the connections that I had to the organization. I think initially in like the first round, um, they only chose people from specific organizations, so I know like WCC was one of them, and there was uh, another one out in Wilmington. Um, so you had to kind of be in these groups and luckily they've expanded past that. Um, but that was how we heard from uh, Mark Murphy about what was going on. And it just sounded like such a cool opportunity. And uh, definitely I, a lot, uh, like a lot of the people I've, I've mentored and I'm sure a lot, you kind of come into this challenge, not quite sure what's going on because it just exactly. seems too good to believe. Like what? <laughs> people are giving me a, like money just to go and learn crap? That's awesome. Um, but yeah, that was that was how I started. Uh, it was just by having those those connections. I was in the right place at the right time, I guess. That's so true. When I first heard about Grip Tape, I was like, this is a scam. No one's doing this. Um, wh- where's the camera? Like all of this stuff, I was just so confused. Like they really want to allow me to learn on my own. So during that time, like what, how did this opportunity really like spark or give you a spark or change you and how you looked at things like people giving you an opportunity to learn what you want 
So yeah, um, I mean, it was it was super cool because you know, I mean, it's it's their whole mission statement. You get trapped in school so often, and you're just being forced to learn stuff you really don't care much about. Um, so being able to, for me, it was computer science. Um, so my my project was kind of building uh, a kind of like a light board, and that goes back to my my background in technical theater. So using small computers and using computer components to be able to control large, uh, large AC devices such as such as lights. Um, and then just being able to, to learn how to program that stuff, uh, going through learning how to do the wiring, learning what these computers even do, learning what Linux was, uh, just super, super cool. So I know that you're one of the original grip tape challengers. Um, and so can you give more specifics on what your challenge was initially? Yeah, yeah, that'd probably be helpful. <laughs> um, so what I set out to do is, like I said, I have a background in technical theater. Um, so theater performances, anything that's going on, you need to be able to light the actors. You need to be able to see their beautiful faces. Very true. So, um, so I was familiar with lights and light control. That's kind of what I did in that, in that area. But I wanted to be able to possibly bring it down to a smaller scale. You know, I mean, these theatrical systems, they can cost hundreds of thousands of dollars, if not more. What if it was just like a small coffee shop or like a small school that just had like a small venue and they just wanted to be able to do things without having like the fluorescent lights on or something like that. So I wanted to take kind of the control that you've got at the big industry scale and see how far down I could bring it. Mm. So what I ended up doing was I started with a very small, very inexpensive uh, computer called a Raspberry Pi. Um, and it's like the size of a credit card. It's incredible, like $35. Oh, wow. And plug that into what is called uh, a relay board. So it's got a bunch of, imagine like light switches on a wall and mm -hmm. it can control those automatically based on programs coming from the computer. And so if we plug lights or really whatever we wanted to, in this case lights, into those relays, then we can use the computer to turn them on and off at will. And so that was kind of the hardware aspect, learning how to do that, learning. I, I wired some AC uh, wiring, which probably wasn't the smartest idea, but I learned how to do it and I did it safely. Um, and then I wrote programs. I wrote Python programs to uh, control the relays. So this was done through what's called um, GPIO pins on the Pi. And it's kind of like a really intuitive way to be able to control the outside world with this computer. So these GPIO pins would talk to the relay board and my programs would talk to the GPIO pins. And just writing these really cool scripts to either like have a user interface where you can select what's going on or have a cue script, which goes back to technical theater. So have a whole script of predefined cues and you just have to hit one button to cycle through all these different predefined combinations of lights, including uh, sounds and also video projections I ended up implementing in the end. If you guys can see my face right now, I'm really wow because I like tech, but I don't think I've ever been this deep in tech. So like, this is very like high scale level. And how old were you when you were creating these programs? It's funny you should ask. I was actually looking back through my through my calendar trying to figure out when this happened specifically. Um, I, I guess it was before I even started using a calendar. So it was a while ago. I want to say like 15, 16 when I started doing this. That's crazy. It's for you to like think, think about, okay, here's the problem. I have a solution 
and this is how create the solution and then going through the trial and error to create and actually execute the solution is amazing because just to have that thought process and that trial and error type of um solution making like that's amazing but i'm trying to like make it in simple terms so where i can understand it so basically you created um a light system at a lower scale lower price than the higher production scale so in an essence would it be like when someone's using a ring light for their own at home videos rather than using like a full lighting production that would normally do be used for videos yeah I, I think that's a that's a good comparison um so yeah like you could hook up like floor lamps or whatever you wanted to this thing and you could automate them either to do things you know maybe just like a couple of different combinations of these lights on and off or you could do crazy like really fast effects and you could have things like flickering all around whatever you really wow. wanted so it, it's a computer like so besides the hardware the actual software is programming it to do it on its own so you press start and then it starts the doing whatever you set it to do on its own yeah uh so that was one of the combinations you could also there's like um like a user interface so if you've got like a box that appears on the screen and you can just kind of click some buttons and it does all the the heavy lifting for you in the background wow okay that i don't i don't know what i was thinking at 15 or 16 I mean, I'm not that old, but it's just like, I don't think I was thinking like that. Like how that's, that's really amazing. So, and I know you said you have background into that. What do you think were the biggest hardships during your challenge creating something so technical? Yeah. So it was definitely the fact that it was all brand new to me at the time too. You know, I never thought I could do any of that before I, I went out and tried. Um, so just having to build up the knowledge of, I mean, I'd never programmed before. This was my first foray into it. So it was a lot of learning on the fly. Like, okay, I know I need to do something over and over again. How do I do that? Oh, it's a for loop. I write a for loop and here's the, the correct way to format that. So um, it was like every single step of the way I had to learn what the heck I was doing. Yeah. Um, and just kind of piecing it together like a puzzle. But yeah, I mean... Like you said, it's, I, I didn't think I'd be able to do it either. Um, and I think anyone could, I think anyone could take this opportunity and really do something they didn't believe they could do before. Yeah. So you, I know you talked about programming. We have a lot of possible future challenges that want to be um, a part of that are challenges that have done this, maybe not at to the highest scale that you have. What resources would you recommend for someone that's diving into that? The internet is fantastic, obviously. Um, you know, I mean, with technology, go figure that there's a lot of people using technology to talk about technology. Uh, there's so many great learning resources, uh, specifically for coding. Um, like, there's so many great online classes you can do where it'll sit you down and it'll walk you through interactively, you know, how to get started programming. Um, as well as the Raspberry Pi itself, the computer has a great, great user base. Um, there's a ton of people always talking on different forums, and you can learn a lot about the hardware that way, too. Yeah, wow. So um, your challenge now, your, what's your major again? What are you majoring in? I'm majoring in computer science, computer partly, science. partly because of the challenge. So do you think that having this experience from the challenge helped with even the process of getting into that program, getting into that school? Absolutely. I mean, this was, like I said, one of my first forays into the world of computer science. And it was the thing that 
really confirmed in me that interest. You know, I always knew that I kind of wanted to look at it, but once I saw what I was able to do, that kind of spurred me to take, um, I was looking for different uh, courses at high school. So I took AP computer science. So that was a, a course where I learned a little bit of Java. And then, you know, doing that, I kind of said, well, you know, I, I really enjoy the problem solving aspect of this. Maybe I should major it in, in uh, college. See, I think that's so amazing because there's a, we get that question all the time. Like, you know, can I use this for my entry to college? How can I put this on my resume? How can I use this as a reasoning for me to get into this program, to get this scholarship? What, what recommendations or suggestions would you have for someone that's going through that process? You absolutely, like, there's nothing saying you can't talk about this project. It's definitely going to be impressive if you, if you want to talk to people or if you want to throw it on a resume. But I think even more important than that is what you're going to learn from it in the end. You know, it's, it's not just about the project. It's about what you come away from it with. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's what I'd say. Yeah. Um, I know a lot of people, we talk about, like, this learning challenge, billing, bi- building, sorry, guys, <laughs> confidence in who they are in their skills and ability. And I can definitely see that that obviously has worked for you because you went from totally unaware to having so much skill and information and understanding and creating programs that weren't even out there for you to, because a lot of people, they create things that they've seen someone else do. And they're like, maybe I can do that. But you started something from scratch. And do you think that made it easier or harder, honestly? I think it made it easier not having to follow in the footsteps of something else. Mm. I think it was, it was easier to start with a clean slate. Um, yeah, just, just because you, you don't have to be held back by, well, this person did it this way. So don't I have to do that? Yes. Oh, that is such a good point. Like we can go on a whole conversation about that because people often feel that, you know, I can't, you know, start something new or there's not a blueprint for it. Why not create your own blueprint? Why not figure out how to do it yourself? And I feel like it empowers you more because you don't have to compare. Did I do it right or did I do it wrong based on someone else doing it before? Absolutely. And I think that's so important when people, when you're figuring out your challenge, what you want to do, it doesn't have to already be done. You can create something totally new and then you create kind of like your own blueprint and you are taking the first footsteps. I think that's so important. And that's kind of, that's kind of what it is when you're, in an essence, like a lot of people, when it comes to the world that we're living in now, and it's forever changing, um, jobs are getting created that have never been there before. And it's, you're setting your own blueprint. So this could happen again in the future, depending on what you decide to do in life. But it, I, I feel like it's very important because it teaches you so many skills that you would have never known. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, just going in there, I had never taken a project from conception to reality in this way yeah. before. I mean, you know, starting out when, when I did, it was a brand new thing to me to think that I could do something entirely on my own. Even like I did like Boy Scout stuff. So I don't know if you've ever heard of the Pinewood Derby, even just building a car. It had never been entirely my project to take on. And this was the first time that it was. Um, so just learning to, to build those skills, the organizational skills to get through it, as well as the confidence that came out with it afterwards was just invaluable to me now. Now, looking back at that, are there things that you wish you would have done differently or maybe spent more time on? Because I feel like reflection is one of the most important parts of your learning challenge. Yeah, absolutely. Um, 
looking back, there's definitely maybe a couple things I would have changed. Um, you know, uh, I mean, it's like not to get too technical, but the specific uh, relay types that I was using, turns out they weren't perfect for the job. Um, I found out later that there were, there were better types that I could have been using that would have added even additional functionality to what I've built and really not at that much more of a cost. Um, so, I mean, in terms of like small things, yeah, there's always improvements that can be made. Um, but overall, I think the decisions that I made and the ones that I needed to make in the moment, I feel confident with those decisions still. Now, um, looking like comparing then to now, I know that we talked about how it has, it led to, you know, your major and things like that of sort. Do you think that this learning challenge still has an impact on you today? Funny you should ask. Um, I, I've been doing some interviews. I've been doing interview rounds for uh, potential uh, internships coming up very soon. And I literally just had one today and I was talking about my project. Uh, wow. Who knows how, how many years later. So it, it definitely still has an impact. It's still something that I'm very proud of having done. Um, not to mention, like I said, the, the confidence of just having the knowledge that I can come up with something and bring it to a finished product all on my own. Knowing that I've done that before and I can do it again, um, I still hold that with me. Yeah, I just want to make, I want to really like stick that. I want people to understand that it's okay to just do something on your own and not have the plan, but build the plan as you go. Because I think sometimes we get so stuck on the fact that I don't have this planned out. I don't know all the details, so I haven't launched it. There's so many businesses, uh, opportunities, internships, things that haven't been started because you feel like you're not equipped enough to start it. But the on-the-job or in-the-moment training, I feel like it's so much better. Like, if you do you think that if you would have known everything that you knew before you did your challenge, would you still have done your challenge the same way? Probably not, but that's that's kind of the thing is, like, when you start out, things kind of change and evolve as long as you're getting started. That's the important part. I mean, when I started with, with my project idea, it was a lot smaller and a lot simpler than what it ended up being. And as I kind of learned, as I was going along, like, wait, you can do this with this program? Wait, you can do that? I just started, like, I was too excited. I just kept building things onto it. Right. Um, so now I know that you created it. Did you, I don't know, did you like, showcase to the world like did you teach people how to do this like how did this go for implementation yeah so it was it was really a prototype kind of just to prove to myself and and prove that i could do it uh i have documentation that i made like a couple of documentation videos uh just kind of showcasing what the system was capable of at the time um and i've been looking for a home for it uh i was actually in in conversation with my former high school, they have a small black box uh, downstairs in kind of the basement level. And I uh, I'm still working to see if I can possibly, you know, make whatever alterations I need to, to give them a fully functioning lighting system for this smaller theater that they have. Wow. So your learning challenge is still fully being implemented right now, years later. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't see a reason not to, not to get even more value out of it. Yeah. Um, if you were to tell someone that was going into their learning challenge, maybe similar to your concept or totally different, what three pieces of advice would you share with them? Start out with a plan, kind of have, have a goal in mind, even if it's a short sighted goal, even if it's just like getting to the next step, 
kind of have an idea in mind, um, go with it, do whatever you need to. And definitely like the most important is don't be afraid to make mistakes. Um, there's an idea, uh, I think it's, it's around in computer science, but I think it's, it's also around in a lot of, uh, more widespread places called fail faster. And if Mm. you, if you learn where your mistakes are, then you're not going to spend so much time spinning your wheels. It's okay to make mistakes. You just need to learn from them and move on. Yeah. Oh, that the fail faster. That is so, so important. I'm talking from a business perspective because I did my challenge on marketing my business. So I'll constantly relate everything back to that. I mean, everything is a business, but we can argue about that later. (laughs) But I think that's so important. Like so many people get stopped and they are just holding up their plans because they're like, oh, I'm going to fail. So I need to fix this now. Sometimes just doing it and fixing it later after you learn why it went wrong is so much more valuable. Absolutely. Um, I love doing these things called hackathons. Um, so it's kind of like 24 hour competitions where you go in and you get a project theme and then you have to come up with a solution. You got a team, you got 24 hours, you've got no sleep and you just try to come up with something. Uh, and that's, that's a critical goal. You know, it's like, sure, you've got an idea, but you need to be able to do it now. So just start throwing things at the wall, see what sticks. As long as you can learn from those, that's the most important part. It's being able to learn from those failures. Then failing faster is going to be such an efficient way to do everything. Yeah. So how did you, how did you manage doing this very detailed work in your challenge and school? Or did you not during it when school was happening? That's probably the key to uh, why I was able to do what I did is I, I did it during summer, which uh, was hugely beneficial to me. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. I, we get that question a lot too. Like how do I balance school and my learning challenge? And that's an answer we're still trying to figure out. It's different for every person. Sometimes you have more distractions, sometimes you don't. But how do you really stay focused on your goals now? Like just helping you to zone in on the things that you want to accomplish. So my organizational skills aren't the greatest. I'll be the first to admit that. Um, But I keep lists upon lists and calendar entries and just like having every single small thing broken out into its own task. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, give it a due date, uh, kind of have, have that goal in mind of, okay, I need to accomplish these things in order to enjoy my weekend or whatever it be. That is so, that, I still can't believe that you, I mean, I can't because grip tape learning challenges are beyond, I don't even know where we get these ideas from, but the fact that we have them and execute them is just a whole different thing, but it's just, you were thinking like this at 1560 and it's still being implemented and used every single day. And you're figuring out ways to build upon that. And you're building your resume and internships and all of these great things with it. Like your learning challenge doesn't just stop at the end of the learning challenge. It can still go on depending on what you do. You can use it as a starting point or a lesson for a new project. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, just the, the most important thing is learning how to learn, learning how to teach yourself what you enjoy doing. That's never going to go away. That's always going to be important. Yeah. Always remember to always keep learning because if you don't, then you'll be behind. Always. You'll always be behind. Wow. Thank you so, so much. Like just letting us get into your challenge and learning how you really are using it now is so important. I think a lot of people need to hear this. So be sure to share it with your friend that needs that extra push. Um, Because sometimes just starting is so much better than just trying to figure it all out. We don't have to have it all figured out all the time. Completely agree. Thank you so much for having me.
No problem. Thank you for letting us have you on. We really appreciate it. You got to hear one of the first ever grip tape challenges. Like you're an OG. Like seriously, that's crazy. And um, all of our newbies that are coming on that are doing their challenge or ending their challenge, you get to hear from someone that did it and you get to learn from his lessons and maybe you can implement it to your challenge currently. So thank you again. Absolutely. Anytime.